You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And the Denver Broncos have taken Super Bowl 50. That's right, you are Locked On Broncos. It is time to drop some knowledge. We got a lot to talk about today. I am Chad Jensen, the publisher of MileHighHuddle.com, and with me is my co-host, Luke Polglaze, a semi-pro football coach, NFL draft analyst. Luke, are you ready to talk some Vance Joseph? It is decision day. We finally have a head coach uh, to talk about, so yes, I am extremely excited to get to get down to business here. Well, we are committed to bringing you a daily podcast focused entirely on the Denver Broncos at least five days a week. We're not here to just report the news. We're here to do a deep dive on your favorite team. So help us out. Share the episodes on Twitter. Retweet them. Share them on Facebook. And follow the show on Twitter, at Locked On Broncos. We really need each one of you to take a quick second, find the at Locked On Broncos account, and click follow. Also, the home of Locked On Broncos is Audio Boom, but be sure to subscribe on iTunes if you're a Android user, Stitcher is a great app for listening to podcasts. And another season's in the books. We've got a new coaching hire we're about to break down. Free agency's coming, the draft. You're not going to want to miss a single episode. Now, real quick, before we jump into Vance Joseph, I just want to throw a quick shout-out. I want to thank those listeners uh, who capitalized on the flash sale on premium memberships, and you know who you are, uh, that we're running over at milehighhuddle.com. Big thanks. Um, for those who don't know or missed it yesterday, readers get the opportunity to lock in on all of our most in-depth coverage of the Broncos for nine months at the cost of a one-month subscription. So for five bucks, members get an additional eight months free. The response has been tremendous. And again, we thank you. Um, so I took it up the chain of command at Scout Media. Said, help us extend this thing. Um, the readers are loving it. And they extended it through Thursday night. So you still have time, Broncos country. Get locked in for all the coaching changes, how they're going to fill out the coaching tree, free agency, draft, you name it, um, all the way through October. Again, big thanks. Now, Luke, the Broncos finally made their decision after a 10-day search uh, wherein they only interviewed three candidates, the 44-year-old former defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins, Vance Joseph, has been hired as the Broncos' 16th head coach, and it's an historic hire as Joseph marks the first African-American you know, full-time or permanent head coach, however you want to categorize that, in team history and just the 18th African-American head coach in NFL history. And, of course, we can't forget Eric Studisville, who, although he is African-American, was an interim head coach for the Broncos back in 2010. And, by the way, from what I'm hearing, Studisville is expected to be retained as the running backs coach. Now, there's a buzz in Dove Valley, Luke, uh, about Je- uh, Vance Joseph, the energy that he's already brought into the building. Give us your gut reaction to the hiring of VJ. Yeah, well, gut reaction is that I like the move. He's a young coach, uh, which I know we we discussed was one of our top priorities for their coaching search. He's a young coach. He knows what he's about. Um, he's definitely you know bounced around, but that's the nature of the the NFL. That's the reality of the league. Uh, and I, I really liked, you know, I really liked seeing him speak. He's very centered, uh, very kind of grounding. And you know, you got the sense from his interview that he he wasn't there to talk. 
you know, he kind of made his way through the interview. But to me, what's interesting is just kind of picturing that in the setting with John Elway. This guy isn't here to, you know, to interview or be polite. This guy's here to talk football. Right. Uh, and, you know, he may not be able to talk to reporters, but gosh darn it, the man can talk football. Absolutely. You know, and it's no secret that my first choice, and again, obviously not the one making decisions in the front office at Dove Valley, my first choice was Kyle Shanahan. Um, but Joseph was number two, and, and I am excited. I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't excited to see what he can bring to the team. And let's take a look at Vance Joseph's resume. This is a guy who's been coaching now for 18 years, if you add up his time, both in the college ranks and the NFL. Started out way back in 99 at his alma mater, Colorado, as a graduate assistant, then worked his way through a couple other collegiate stops before getting his first gig at the NFL level as an assistant defensive backs coach for the San Francisco 49ers in 2005. You know, he stuck around, was promoted to to actual defensive backs coach the next year, stuck around San Fran through 2009, excuse me, 2010, before moving on to Houston to join Gary Kubiak um, as the defensive backs coach there. He remained through 2013. Then he moved over lateral position at Cincinnati uh, for two years, 2014-2015 as defensive backs coach. And then, of course, finally gets his gig as defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins this past season. So obviously, you know, most of Joseph's coaching experience comes on the defensive side of the ball, which is interesting considering that he was a quarterback at the University of Colorado. Um, You know, you look at this uh, coaching history, what he brings to the table, Luke, what jumps out to you? First and foremost, shouts to the defensive backs coaches making it big in the league, <laughs> speaking as one myself. Um, you know, I think it's interesting to to note that he has spent so much time as a position coach, and I know he talked about that, and I think that's what's really important is that, you know, as a position coach for so many years uh, in, you know, in college and in the league, you know, you get to interact with the players and you get to work with the players on a very personal level. And, you know, sometimes a lot of coordinators get so caught up in their system and lose sight of the players that they have to work with. Uh, and, you know, being a defensive coordinator for just one year, that I think definitely feeds into it. Uh, and the fact that he was, you know, a defensive backs coach with no less than three different teams, I think speaks to the versatility and the kind of uh, amount of knowledge that I think he's been steeped in by so many different players. I mean, exposure to players is great. Exposure to different le- uh, learning styles of those players is also important. And so for him to, to have gone from team to team to team, learning different systems, learning different players, learning different practices and drills, I think that really kind of cultivates a well-rounded coach in terms of how he's able to communicate to his players. Yeah, and, and Luke's referring to the interview he did um, on Wednesday after the the big announcement and everything. And we're going to actually get to that and play a couple of clips because a lot of what he had to say was, of course, very interesting. Before we get to that, I want to talk about, um, you know, the offensive coordinator situation. I'm really excited uh, to see Joseph's vision for the offense kind of unfold. We know that, of course, one of the Broncos' primary objectives in hiring a new head coach was maximizing Paxton Lynch's talent, getting the most out of him. We know that the Broncos now have two interviews lined up for Thursday for their offensive coordinator job. Mike McCoy, a guy we all know very well, uh, who coached here in Denver as offensive coordinator from 2009 to 2012. And then Bill Musgrave, a former pro quarterback who once actually backed up John Elway and has been the offensive coordinator in Oakland for the past two seasons. Both guys are going to get to interview for the job on Thursday. Now, Luke, it's doubtful that it'll happen. 
but let me serve up an idea to you here. What if the Broncos offer the job or hire Mike McCoy as offensive coordinator and then pitch Bill Musgrave on the opportunity to be the quarterback's coach? It's a step back short term, but see, Mike McCoy is a guy from all accounts is going to be looking for another head gig here in you know, a year or two down the road. And Musgrave has been instrumental in, of course, developing Derek Carr very quickly in Oakland. I know it's at this point it sounds pie in the sky because these guys are going to have probably multiple opportunities. But what do you think the odds are, and do you think that would be good for the Broncos? Well, I think first of all you have to you have to look at Mike McCoy, and he's definitely getting order, uh, offers across the board uh, as coordinator. So I think I, I think that he you know him to Denver is no guaranteed spot at this point, and you know quite honestly I think he has quite a ways to go before he ends up with another head coaching gig. Uh, just the amount of coaches in the league who get a second chance, um, you know, beyond the, the Jeff Fishers of mediocrity, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's um, some you know, seven and nine BS there. <laughs> exactly. You know, you, you it's not easy for a head coach or for a, a former head coach to get a second shot. So um, I, you know, I don't think that Musgrave would take a step down. Um, he's been offensive coordinator recently with the Vikings, with the Raiders, and he kind of was the fall guy in Oakland there. Um, because they wanted to keep their quarterback coach, I believe it was. Um, so they uh, let go of Musgrave just to promote him to OC. So um, I don't think Musgrave is going to settle for a position coach. I think he's going to look for a coordinator job, uh, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily think that McCoy is going to be destined to be a head coach again a couple years down the line. Well, either guy, if they're able to get either one of those guys, and that's a topic that I'm sure we'll be discussing once we actually have concrete information on what they bring to the table and and, uh, X's and O's and all that. But I'd be happy with either one of those guys and just trying to project how they could influence uh, a Broncos offense that has been impotent for basically the last, well, the last 12 games of the season uh, for all intents and purposes. Now, Joseph was interviewed again via the Broncos website on Wednesday. The Broncos are officially going to introduce him Thursday uh, at noon. They're going to actually fly a private jet to Florida, pick up his wife, his two kids, so that they can present or uh, be present for the presser. But in the meantime, the Broncos website gave us our first Vance Joseph remarks as the official head coach of the Denver Broncos, and fans want to know, what are the Broncos getting as a coach from Vance Joseph? Well, um, just that I'm a winner, um, you know, and obviously coming here, um, they're used to winning, you know, so that standard won't change. You know, I'm going to enhance that standard. Um, You know, know, I'm a guy that's been a part of four or five different teams, so I get the NFL. And, um, you know, sometimes it, it's not a rebuild, but a reboot. So I'm excited to be here. It's a, it's a, it's a great place with great support. So it's a, it's a place of winning. Now, Luke, I know he said, you know, I like how he said it's not a rebuild. It's a, it's a reboot. I couldn't agree more with that sentiment. Right. Well, when I think when I think you look at this roster, um, you really have to notice just the depth that there still remains on this roster. There's still talent across the board on this roster. And it's kind of just a matter of walking in and trying to kind of kick up some of that and just kind of get that back into sync and not necessarily rebuild the talent pool on this roster. Now, again, we're going to play a couple more um clips of Vance Joseph speaking from Dove Valley on Wednesday, analyze what he had to say. Before we do, though, let's talk about the sponsor of today's show, SeatGeek. Now, we've got a few more NFL games, uh, playoff games on deck. you got the Super Bowl, the NBA season, March Madness, you know, NHL. 
SeatGeek is the easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see. Nothing like being in the stadium or the arena for the biggest games of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. And Luke and I both have the SeatGeek app on our phones. It's by far been the most convenient, easiest way we've found to buy tickets because we can be anywhere and just a few taps instantly find the seats we want. Now with SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because they go out and price compare for you by searching multiple ticket outlets. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek is always going to find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck, which is why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You immediately see any underpriced seats and are able to find the best deals that are going to fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets with peace of mind and confidence with SeatGeek. Best of all, Locked On Broncos listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's how you get that. First off, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, click Add a Promo Code, Enter promo code LOBRONCOS. SeatGeek will then send you 20 bucks after you've made your first purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBRONCOS today. All right, now back to Vance Joseph. We talked about, you know, Joseph's resume as a coach. And, of course, we can't forget, you know, what he did as a player at CU, his experience there as a quarterback. It's rare that a guy with just one season as a defensive coordinator or a coordinator uh, offensive coordinator or even special teams coordinator earns a head coaching job. Now, Joseph Wednesday talked about how his past experience has prepared him for, you know, this new unique job in Denver. Well, it's a, it's a player's game. Um, you know, it, you know, so if you can reach the players, you can have success in the NFL and it, it's, it's, it happens through the players. So that's that's the one talent you have to have as a coach. You know, can you get players to play at a high level all the time and to trust what you're telling them? So that's my strength. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's coaching and teaching players. So I'm excited about the opportunity. And there's the rub, Luke. I mean, the one thing that drew the Broncos to Joseph, obviously, was his leadership ability. Um, and it's true what he said. I, I agree that it's a player's league. And the most successful head coaches in the NFL inherently know you're a coach how to teach, and how to get the most out of their players. Right. Well, I think what it comes down to sometimes is, you know, you got to communicate to players and you got to get through to them, obviously, for them to be able to play at the highest level that they can. And so for a position coach to move from team to team, I think says something about them. But I think it really communicates uh, – it, well, it teaches them to communicate with the players but also with fellow coaches. I mean uh, – you know, you look at Joseph and his resume with the other teams that he's worked with. That's important for the players, sure, teaching them, but it also teaches you how to cooperate and work well with other coaches to carry out, you know, the defense or, you know, how to work uh, a specific route tree or coverage or anything that you can really imagine. So it's going to, you know, it's going to instill this kind of communication value in, into Joseph and as well as the uh, the sheer coaching ability of it Uh, so I think it's important to realize that he's going to have experience of working with diverse players and getting the best out of them but doing it in conjunction conjunction with other coaches as well at the same time yeah great point and let's not forget one of the big concerns that the front office had um, you know late in the season was that uh, divide in the locker room and they feel like Vance Joseph has that leadership ability that charisma to bridge the gap and let's face it you know joseph is stepping into a pressure cooker type of situation 
Not only is he a first-time head coach, but he's now in charge of managing a team a year off of winning a Super Bowl with the highest of expectations and a roster, you know, replete with elite talent. I mean, Joseph on uh, Wednesday spoke to those expectations and really talked about how he plans on stepping up to the plate. Well, I'll tell you this, you know, you know, for my first opportunity, most most guys get jobs that are are broken. You know, this job's not broken. I mean, this job's it's it's a job that you know it's a, it, it was a winner you know of it all two seasons ago. So. Um, you know, I'm excited for the opportunity because, you know, to have a chance to be a part of a winner that quick, that's exciting. You know, so I'm going to, I'm going to bring energy. I'm going to bring new ideas so, so, so we can sustain the winning tradition here. Some great points there. I mean, most first-time head coaches step into whatever mess the previous head coach and or GM left behind and in so doing are often set up to fail. But that's not the case with the Broncos this time around for Vance Joseph. And I like, too, Luke, how he talks about bringing energy and some new ideas to help sustain Denver's winning culture. Yeah, well, I think it's important to remember, too, that he has experience with, uh, you know, with so much of the culture that Denver already has. I mean, obviously, he coached with Gary Kubiak and Wade Phillips already. So for him to step into that environment that he's familiar with, I think, is a definite plus for Denver. Um, You know, that's that's kind of the environment that he spent a lot of time in as a younger coach. I think it's also important to take a look at the the real kind of the, the roster. I mean, as I said before, it's loaded. It, there's not a whole lot of kind of reboosting that they need to do. This is a, t- a roster and I think a team that is really set up to win quickly and win soon. Um, now, I think really to be determined is whether they can actually pull that together if the coaches can kind of marshal this roster up to their full potential. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you talk about something like expectations um, and you look at, I think, how that culture of expectation in Denver, and it starts at the top with Pat Bolin, you know, that trickles down to John Elway and then and then the coaching staff and the players, I think that began to war, uh, wear on Gary Kubiak and contributed, obviously, to, you know, a job that's already very stressful and, and replete with responsibility and uh, just weighed on him even more, which I think is why it was so important for the Broncos to go out and find a younger guy that has some energy, that can bring a spark, but also can really wrap their arms around this culture of expectation. Not everyone can do it. You know, we've talked about how the job was one that, you know, in our, our, our opinions was the best job available head coaching job in the league. There's probably a lot of guys out there, though, that don't want to step into that type of pressure cooker. And really, the last thing to cover on uh, Wednesday's news is on the defensive side of the ball, the coaching staff there. And I've heard conflicting reports, uh, different stories from some different sources. Some guys have told me that Joseph and the Broncos – Uh, are looking hard at bringing back Wade Phillips. A source I trust, though, dismissed that, uh, saying that defensive backs coach Joe Woods, a fellow defensive backs guy like Joseph, is the man that he's going to tap to take over Denver's elite defense. Now, if that happens, Luke, how would you expect the promotion of Joe Woods to D.C. and then, of course, the departure of Wade Phillips to impact the Broncos' defense? 
Well, I think there's going to definitely be a learning curve when you have a guy step up from defensive backs coach to defensive coordinator. You know, it is a step up and it is a different kind of adjustment and change of pace for for Joe Woods as a coach. And I think you really when you look at it, Wade Phillips leaving, I think that is going to have an impact. He's a Hall of Fame coach, in my opinion, uh, and he's definitely going to be missed on this team. So it's going to be about this defense finding a new identity. And I don't think that that identity under Joe Woods is going to be all that different from Wade Phillips. This is a defense that likes to fly around. They like to be physical and aggressive. And that's a mentality that's really shared by the defense as a whole as it stands right now. So I honestly don't see the kind of aggressive mentality of this um, Denver defense changing all that much should Wade Phillips uh, depart this team. Yep, and especially if it's Joe Woods that ends up taking over. So, you know, hey, for those of you listening, uh, today's an exciting day. You know, the the Broncos, maybe they didn't hire the, the guy that was the highest on your list, but this Vance Joseph, I'm telling you, is a, an exciting young coach, and it's going to be really interesting, really intriguing over the next uh, you know weeks and months to see how he impacts this team. And we're going to be here to break it down for you all the while. So stay with us. Stay tuned. Don't forget that flash sale still running at milehighhuddle.com uh, through Thursday night. Be sure to follow at Locked On Broncos on Twitter. You can find Luke on Twitter at Luke Polglaze and myself at Chad N. Jensen. We want to hear from you, so hit us up. We're loving the engagement. Don't forget to check out the other killer podcasts on the network, Locked On NFL Drafts great. Locked On NFL is compelling. Um, so we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow and continue to break this thing down. For Luke, I'm Chad. Talk to you then. Mile high huddle. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.